greetings. Would everybody make sure that you have your center, your grounding cord. Mine is this really bright yellow today, like this. Mine is red. You. Mine is green. Purple. Okay. Uh, hot green. Green. Okay, I'm waiting for Gabriella. Hello. Gabriela, hello Dawe, hello Jorge. We're just making sure that we have our center on our center, our grounding cord, and a personal bubble of space. And if you want, and I'm I'm asking you as a practice to also click your clicker and hold this extra golden cube of workspace in which this space is happening. And mm, how many people went through this kind of process about um, holding this gold, this this holding space, holding this golden cube of workspace at different levels of bigness in terms of from yourself to the universe? How many people ever did this? Okay, okay, about half the people. Okay, so. I'm not going to do it today, but if there's something that is, it's a really amazing experience. It's not really intense in feeling. It's not loud, so you can do it at a cafe uh, with somebody or just online. Um, if you want to know how this goes, just ask anybody who raised their hand. And it's about a 15-minute, whatever, 20-minute process. And, and it's just this experience of. I think it's really this question of what does it mean to hold space and holding space is an experience. It is not about what you do, or what you say or how you say it. I mean, that matters in terms of holding and navigating space, but the, the basic experience, the basic starting point of holding space is this experience of I am responsible for this space. And, and in our context is I am radically responsible for this space as a ecstatic experience as an ecstatic and and anyway in my experience when when i did this process of of the different layers of holding space it's, it's also the the bigger the space i'm holding the more feeling there is like the more fear there is and the more rage there is and the more sadness there is and the more joy there is so the when i mean ex, ex Ex like ecstasy when I mean that it's an ecstatic experience um, it doesn't mean a, a, a blissful or whatever a, a numbing like a feeling less experience on the contrary it's just more feelings somebody has seen you know, a background noise going on moving furniture <laughs> okay hello Elizabeth hey the rule of engagement here in the space, we start at seven, your time, and the door closes at seven. So, because you were not there when we made this agreement or whatever, you might have not have heard this rule of engagement. I let you in even one minute after. And one minute after is already late. So maybe you don't have the same clock as I do. I try to be on this universal clock. But right now it's 7.03 for me. 
And so then you can just know that, um, whatever, it's 1203, but 703 where you are. Thank you. Tell me again, 703. Three. Three. And Chloe, Yes. I have a logistical thing. Go ahead. Um, for me, you, you, I, I can hear you, like you're very quiet. Okay. Maybe you can turn up your. What about now? Is it better without the headphones? Ah, yes. Then these headphones are not working. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Any, I have plenty. I have like plenty of things that I want to share with you. Um, there's a bunch of explorations that have been happening, part of the Fear Club, part of this morning start over experiment. Like every Friday morning, we build experiment with Clinton for the start over um, website. So we choose one website every Friday. And today was about a uh, fantasy world. So I would want to share stuff about that with you, but anything from any of you about anything, I mean, about anything in the domain of um, space holding and what you've been noticing, changing, involving or questions or anything. I have a quick question about last week about the um, context of radical uh, responsibility because I was reading the website now about the different responsibilities and I was questioning if um, possibility management is in action. It means that it's always radical responsibility or is there something like possibility management goes with less responsibility to have maybe another access to people that doesn't know about the radical responsibility. There was, we're, we're holding space with Clinton um, for a game world incubator. And so we're, we, had, we did the first part uh, last year and now we're doing, we just started the second part and on Tuesday. And one distinction that came up and I, I think it's a magical distinction is there is this, each game world, I mean, conscious game world, let's say, Gaian game world, have an archetypal part of it. So possibility management as a game world is archetypal. And it's holding space for the possibility of possibility, clarity, love, and thoughtware upgrade in the world as an archetypal possibility. And that possibility emerges like that space, that archetypal space emerges out of this context of radical responsibility. And that's where the distinction comes out of the, the, the healing processes, the practices, the initiation. And then there's the people side of game world. So there's this archetypal side of game world and then there's the people. And mm -hmm. it would be a fantasy world for me to think God, everybody had everybody who plays in the game world of possibility management have their point of origin in radical responsibility. You know, not everybody did this process of taking your point of origin out of whatever your birth culture, the ordinary modern culture into the possibility or whatever radical responsibility. And I just want to be clear that, you know, especially, uh, around German boxes, you know, whatever these perfectionist boxes is, being radically responsible does not mean being perfect. It does not mean 
not having an underworld. It does not mean not having a gremlin. It does not mean never ever getting hurt. You know, all these words like never and ever and always, it, those are just fantasy worlds. And so what it means is if you get to play in the game world of possibility management, the, the, the reality, whatever, the relationship that is possible is what is, is, without any story. Whatever you created, you created it for a certain purpose. And whether the space holder can hold that level of fierceness or clarity um, is, is, like, is independent of possibility management is contexted in radical responsibility. So that's this distinction between the archetypal possibility that it holds and then the people side. And as people, we are in evolution. So that's for me the, God, the beauty, like the, the, magic, the magic of radical responsibility is there's always a layer of, of evolution. Like it's a path and it's an endless path. And what I can, what feeds this path is radical responsibility. Does that answer your question? No. But, and, um, like, for example, I'm holding space for Rage Club Spaceholder Training or Fear Club Spaceholder Training. And I had this conversation yesterday in the Fear Club Spaceholder Training about, okay, to hold space for Fear Club, like to hold, just the same as holding space for Rage Club, you need to be able to hold some processes. You need to be able to, you know, hold space for boundaries or standing rage or, you know, saying no, saying stop, like these really basic, okay, does that need a context of radical responsibility to happen? I don't think so. I, I think some of these processes can emerge in adult level responsibility because making a boundary is I'm taking care of myself and that's adult. Mm, and really my, my wish and like the, what the context that I wanna bring is we are researchers in the domain of radical responsibility and we're growing in this context of radical responsibility. So yes, there's some skills to learn. And what I'm interested in is how are you continuing and, and deepening the research to, to inhabit these territories of radical responsibility that have never been discovered before. And that you are on this edge, like you're the edge worker who, will, who has enough pain about this to go on this research. And so what I wanna give is a, a very clear experience of research in the context of radical responsibility, whether people can hold it or not, because then they'll have a map whatever, they'll have a map and then they can go back, you can go back to that map as on the path. And so one, one thing that I've um, been discovering and I wanted to talk to you about this is about this questions of specialty. And this is really part of this possibilitator training is um, how many people know, do not know about the possibilitator training? Okay, Aquarius. Okay, just a little, okay. So I'll make the this, this story pretty short. 
um, a few, I think a year and a half ago, a few years ago, we discovered that possibility management had unconsciously been designed where the only kind of path to keep growing in this context was becoming an expand the box trainer. And then, but not everybody was an expand the box, is an expand the box trainer as part of their lineage. It is something that is, it's a, whatever, it's a, it's a specialty to become an expand the box trainer is just a specialty. And when we discovered that it was like, okay, so other people have other specialty that we've not been seeing or whatever unfolding or caring for or bringing forth. And that's how the possibilitator training came to life first by region, because it somehow the people from the same country or region felt like coming together. And now we're in the next step of the evolution of actually people need to come to possibilitators need to come together within their specialties. So for example, the trainer path, expand the box trainer, lab trainer is only one specialty. Christine Dershner, uh, who's a possibilitator is holding space for the specialty of possibility coaches. So how many people were in, in her training? De Devin, Ingrid, were you in? No. Okay, so Devin. Devin, partly Devin has the specialty of being a possibility coach. There's a specialty held by Julia Neumann of possibility mediation. There's a specialty of being a space holder for Bridge House that is being held to some degree by Sophia Magdalena. There's the specialty of well, Rage Club Space Holder, that's a specialty. Or Fear Club Space Holder, that's a specialty. And so that's part of the possibilitator training. And what I've discovered is, what I've discovered about Rage Club, for example, and also Fear Club is that really Rage Club is such a fantastic first step in terms of starting to hold space. Because it is very clear because there's all this rage it's holding space for a high intensity of feelings. And it's also growing this matrix of clarity and rage inside of you as a space holder. And what I notice is that some people start delivering rage club and then they stop delivering rage club because they don't want to anymore, but they, I didn't have the clarity of, okay, rage club is only the first step. Rage club is really this doorway to turn on this thing of, to turn on what you want, like to turn on what is it that you're here to create? And that opens the door to your specialty. What is your specialty? And of course it might evolve a long time, you know, your next specialty, let's say. You could say that, that's your next specialty. But I guess it also follows this conversation that we had about Quest last week, that it really seems to me that people's specialty and my own specialty came out of my pain, like my own unique pain about the world. Like pain, what I mean, pain is anger, sadness, fear, and joy, or mostly anger, sadness, and fear. And so what I realized is that I had a, a huge pain about, about death, like this huge pain about people behaving like they're dead. Like there's no ecstasy, there's no true joy, there's no, um, it's like this apathy. I think most, most this word of people being blasé or ap ap apathic. Do you know what that means, Israel? Yeah, good. Also, Gabriela, good. And, and I discovered my pain led me to 
one of the way to get out of this apathy, you know, and to take responsibility as an ecstatic experience is to hold space. The moment you start holding space, you're at risk. You know, you're there. It's alive. It's scary. And, and then you have to bring stuff. And there's all this, you know, this rage about, God, I want this to be out in the world. I want this to exist in the world. And, and, and acute, whatever, also sadness for connecting with people who would have a certain resonance with that, whatever, and so on. And so I can feel, okay, my specialty is really this spaceholder trainer or this trainer trainer because of this pain of my apathy, like this pain that I have about people being zombies, just being dead. And so one of the, whatever, door dimension that I wanted to go with you in today was, what is your pain? You know, what is your... What is your specialty? Oh, you you know, and it could just be your next specialty. But I think there's territories. I mean, I just want to say, for example, Devin just you know posted this work talk about uh, feelings work and brain drugs. Yeah, well, that territory is immense. It is so big. There's so many people on this that it could it. It would be, it could be a lifelong specialty and you would not even be able to touch, you know, scratch the surface of, 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 you know, healing people from that. And what is, what is the specialty of Devon? Devon, could you, can you say, talk about it? You're muted. You're muted. Thank you. In, in a few sentences, it's, uh, using using feelings work to come off of brain drugs meaning antidepressants for me in my case antidepressants but anti-anxiety pills antipsychotics whatever which all emerge out of a context that basically suggests that feelings are bad that's where these drugs come from do you want to translate gabriella or you're okay you understand I understood. I understood. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Great. I I fear because um, I know Gabriella so well that I feel like she just I you know she feels at home for me in this possibility team. But some of you might not know Gabriella, so um, we have a little tradition for you for the newcomers to just say a few words. You can join the team. Would you do that? Oh, you talk about me? Yes. Okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Gabriela Clara, thank you. <laughs> okay, hello. I, I'm surprised because it's not often I there is two Gabrielas in the space. I'm mm -hmm. not special anymore. I'm glad about that. <laughs> uh, what can I... Um, okay, so I'm, I'm Gabriela Clara and I'm trainer and space holder. And I hold space for... And this is also, well, actually what I want to say is if I can speak about my pain, is that okay? Go ahead, yeah. Well, this, is, this is actually the origin. So um, I have two specialities and they come from two biggest pain, pains of mine. One is, um, I remember, well, my father is a forensic doctor. Yeah, does everyone knows that forensic doctor does? So whenever you get beaten, beaten up, 
you go to this doctor and this doctor gives opinion pr to prove to the judge that this, um, this violence happened the way the victim says. And I remember when I was a teenager, I would, my mother would send me to my father with a tea in the evening to bring, to bring him a tea when he was, still, um, he was still having a patient. And I was going through the waiting room, usually full of women that were beaten up. And I had a lot of judgment. I was like, how come they, they and some of them I could see another time and another time. And I was really like, what the fuck is happening? Why they don't say no? Why they don't fight back? And uh, so there was part of me that was really judgmental, but that was only to cover this huge pain about this is something is completely wrong. Really something is so wrong. And, uh, and now I understand that that was my biggest fuel for my work in the world. So three years ago, I started, or two and a half years ago, I started to provide a rage club for women, rage clubs for women in Poland. And um, so this is where I started on and then started to want, need, needed, oh, this is not fair. I need to give, they want something more. So I started after rage club. So I've started to do fear club and sad club and joy club and long emotional journeys, like 15 weeks of emotional navigation. Um, and another pain of me was that I, I was trained by as a designer, product designer and artist. And I thought, I believed in this illusion in fantasy world that material value can change the world, that by designing material stuff, sustainable, ecological, and stuff like that, I can influence and change the world. And at some point, I really fucking faced this wall of, um, of commerciality, that no matter what I design, this is just another piece of rubbish that ends up in the rubbish, uh, in the rubbish, um, Bin. Rush. Yeah. Bin, yeah. So I'm actually doing exactly opposite what I want to create. So, and creating physical objects doesn't really do much. Uh, so, and that really, the pain of that took me on the long journey 10 years ago, on, over 10 years ago of searching what else is possible for me. What else can I create? throwing away my career, like this is typical, like I had my studio, not many people in Poland can live with their art and design. And I was, I was there, I could do it. And then there was this emptiness and pain. So that was, I knew that there is something else possible. And a couple of years, I was holding a space for emotional healing process. And I had this, this realization this is what I was looking for in during my all artist and design practice. Mm -hmm. I was looking for the transformation. This is it. And um, yeah, so I'm evolutionary and transformational agent. Hello. 
Thank you. Okay, who, did, who did we lose? Thank you. Daughter, indeed. So I would propose to just not use so much, um, but to use some of the time, just whatever, four, four or five minutes per person to really go into these pain. And like Gabriella said, I think these pain also come from way deep in our childhood. That is things that have been starting, you know, many years ago. Even if we're only getting aware of them now as we're practicing lowering our numbness bar and starting to feel and being able to create something about it, I think these pains are really deeply rooted in us. And that, the, that um, you know, Gabriela, you, you could have noticed any kind of pain in your family. I mean, I'm sure there was other kind of pains, but that's the one that touched you. But I think it has to do with also our quest, you know, our, our skills, our ability, that our, our pain and our ability actually really come and live together. And so I would, I would have us go in groups of three and one person just start just telling their pain and the two other people as a team, really as a space holder, it's um, sort of helping really your, your client, the chosen one, the client to distill, okay, well, what's, what kind of specialty could come out of that? And um, in, or what's even the next step in your specialty? Like the pain also has layers. It's sort of, you know, we find there's a pain and then we take care of it. We, we build a specialty around it. Okay, well, when that is sort of handled, then the next layer of pain arises. You know, we can finally go to the next layer. And so the, our specialty can also deepen in its context and in its value, whatever, what it can provide. So this is what, as the two space holders, this is the conversation you're holding for the client. What is their pain? And what is the specialty that comes out of it? And what might be the next step, the next deeper layer of value coming out of this specialty? Any question? Yes, and Chloe, I have a logistic question. That is, I have more 20 minutes before my EHP Dojo started. Oh, yes. That I'm holding space. Great. So it's... It will be 15 minutes. It's five minutes per person for three people. Here we go. I would go, I would go first and, and I already started talking about it. Uh, the, I'm, I'm really discovering my pain more now. And, and for me, it started with, I think getting on antidepressants when I was 18 or 17 or something like that. So about 15 years ago and at the time, I want, I was having an experience, some sort of emotional experience or some sort of transitional experience from a young person 
to to a person that was was I just really didn't want to be in school. I really did not want to be living the life I was living, uh, going to school, and I was having trouble connecting with people a little bit and all sorts of stuff going on. And when I look back, I I think I was simply ready to be going through initiation, to be going through the experience of becoming an adult and cracking open my box and uh, experiencing whatever healing from whatever stuff happened up to that point in my life. And when I met with my psychiatrist, the, the conversation was something like, well, there's this pill that'll make you feel better. And I had resistance and he said, well, whatever your resistance is, you smoke pot, don't you? You drink from time to time, don't you? It's basically the same thing. You're just taking a substance, but this makes your, basically will make your brain, will make a lot of these things that you're experiencing go away so that you can function better. And God, even saying that, I feel so angry. And and I had a conversation with Anne Chloe recently where it's like, in this moment, I just gave my center to the medical professional. And subsequent conversations basically went like this. You have a chemical imbalance in your brain. It's probably hereditary. You may be on pills the rest of your life. And when I remember when I discovered feelings work, the first time I was in a held space where someone could just simply be with me while I started crying. At the time I had not cried in five years. And it, it, it was, uh, I just felt it. I can feel it right now because it, it was a moment where I felt like I had found something finally that, that could bring me back to life, that could, that, could, uh, that, that could bring me healing. And I just had never, ever had that experience before, not in, in hundreds of, of meetings with psychotherapists, certainly not in experiencing uh, medication. None of this stuff at all led me to what I wanted uh, to experience, which was aliveness, which was being alive, which was having a heart that, that cries or gets angry or, or fearful. And there, there, I, just, I don't have the numbers on me right now, but just looking at the number of, the, the number of people who have gotten on pills since the pandemic started, since they started to experience very, reasonable emotions and feelings about being in lockdown, about stuff they never got to experience because they were so busy with their lives, are now taking brain drugs. And for me, it's just like, it does not have to be this way. And I, I, I want more people. Yeah, go ahead, Chloe. Well, I have this question because just from, you know, living with you, you know, it's something that's been really alive for months now. I think it started a few months ago. And you're just starting the work talk, you know, in a couple of weeks or something. And what I'm sensing is that there's a something that's holding back this outrage and this fear and this pain of what is really happening. And that is holding back the bigness of your pain and the bigness of the potential of the specialty. And I, I just have a question about that. 
if you've noticed it and what what is this about this holding back your pain totally yes i there's two things one is one is like who am i to talk about this but the, the other thing is i guess i'm a, i'm afraid of looking stupid or something in the face of the a medical profession that i have trusted or whatever for so long i'm afraid of just dealing with people who have medical facts things like that and i don't know it, I noticed that when someone sent me an email asking me questions about the work talk and that that was part of where they were coming from. And I just, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to hear more of this PM nonsense, basically. I want to really hear about, and, and I just sort of froze and I'm still in the process of writing that email. There's something where I'm, I don't know, maybe that's a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I get, I would get that. That would be a big part. But I think it it just needs, you know, it, it seems like they might need a an emotional healing process. So basically just a boundary, just to, you know, kind of the same boundary as you, when you take back the center from your father or from your mother, it's like you gave your center away so young to the medical profession. And, and it would be this process of, you know, really energetically and, and in all your five body to just take back your center. Yeah, and this could be a, a specialty even. Really, how I heard it already when when you talked about your psychologist that yep about this is a a recognized authority. So, so, so it could be your, your specialty, how to keep, how it's possible to keep my center with people, part of me recognize as an authority. And mm -hmm. I really would love to assist to, to such a, a specialty be, be, because it's part of myself, which are, which are putting somebody or to, to, to or name somebody as an authority and how would I be able to keep my center nevertheless? And I would say a second dimension of this is to just practice having these conversation. People come up with these authoritarian argument and for you to learn how to, whatever, keep your center, keep your, being a person of agency in this, process where you're not putting yourself as an authority figure you're you say basically you're an experimenter so whatever i was offered before did not work i found this thing that works and you know you're not jesus like you're not putting yourself in the messiah which the doctor are you know the most by giving pills saying you know i have the solution for you and this is really just not the position the you know, the offer from possibility management, it's what can I do for you? What have you discovered? What is your research? How is this working for you? And, but that takes practice, you know, over and over again until you get, God, this is where my own authority is coming, you know, find the place of your own authority. So maybe we can do that in the second round. Yeah, thank you. Cool, thank you.
Who's next? I will go next. Uh, yeah. 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 I thought I heard somebody saying, uh, uh, yeah, suggesting to go next. Right now, my, uh, I'm going to start. And my pain is around uh, the navigating the, the fear of being uh, in the presence of my, my emotions and my feelings and allowing for more authentic uh, expression and uh, I'll bring in of so what is Jorge, really happening there. Jorge, I just want to pause you. Yes. This is not about what you're struggling with right now. This yeah. is not this kind of pain. This is a, a, a really bigger, deeper pain of kind of probably what what puts you what put you on this path, but it's not your it's not your struggle. Uh, so will this be like uh, the what what launched me into this transformation path into this space of transformation? And I, I have a feeling that it is when I read Devin's offering about the, the space that he was holding, I felt very connected uh, with his suffering about using using the feelings to to in a way uh, uh, stop the the things that I was doing to numb myself. I, I had a, ha a habit of smoking uh, for for over seven years, uh, and even like since I, I was uh, 13, uh, of using the smoke, tobacco, and then uh, cannabis to uh, as a way to to to, to do something to myself. I, I didn't know, and it wasn't until the, the feelings work that I started doing with the rage initiation, the three 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 initiation. Can you mute yourself? Yes. Thank you. Yep. So is there any way you can go in a place that's a little quieter? Because to do this work, we really need to have kind of the sensitive space. So if you, it doesn't have to be now, but in the next minute. And I, I think a, a doorway to what your true pain is, is what were you using the tobacco and the, and the smoking to numb yourself from? What was the thing before that? Yeah. I, at this moment, I, the, this is the space that I have. I'm not able to go to an, another space uh, for this moment. And when you ask me that question, I have a feeling about the family, being around family, holding space for, for the mother of, the, my, of our children and holding space as a, as a father, as a man, uh, for a woman and for, for our children and for, for villaging. Not, Gabriela, go ahead. Yeah. What, is, what exactly was hurting you there? What was, what was your pain in being the space holder? What, hap what, what was happening for you? Yes, uh, I was, uh, we were in a constant space or, or a space of looking for community, looking for connection with others, looking for uh, uh, really deep. It's amazing because Gabriela and I and Nisbet is holding space. We open more than three doors 
for you to get to this really deep, intense pain, and you've been just dancing around. You, you have, so there's, this is huge. I think this is really huge for you, Jorge. And my guess is that there's a huge fear to find out what did you miss? Like what happened as a kid, you know, as a child, as a teenager? How did people not see you? How people, how did people betray you? How, what did you see that shocked you? Or did you see that made no sense to you? The same way it made no sense to Gabriella, this woman lining up, you know, in the waiting room. So that would be where yeah. to look. Yes, thank you. I have a sense uh, as you're as you're saying that about my my father and my mother being at work, uh, sending us to school, and me and my brother being in fights and and yeah, not having a, the the presence of my mother and my father there for us uh, as we were growing up and having like these very compartmentalized spaces of my, my family house and then like traveling to my grandma's house and then coming back into this space of isolation and then like going back again to, to another space with my aunts and my cousins. Jorge, and was, it, was it the absence of men in your life that was, that is your pain, the absence of men in your life? Because what I hear is only woman, woman, woman. Um, I'm not, I don't have clarity about that, about that question. Yeah. Is the absence, is the absence of father or man in my life? Yeah, it's possible. No, not having a role model or uh, somebody, a man showing, this is how you hold space for woman. This is how you hold space for the family, for, for, for you know, yeah. what I'm getting is that you don't know yet. You haven't worked through the layers to get to this, because the moment you would find this pain, it would, it, would, it would reveal what you're here to create. So it seems like there's a lot of resistance to, you know, find that. And I, I, I think we'll do a second, a second round to just go through the resistance of feeling the pain deeper. So there'll be a, another space for that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. There is this. And uh... who is wanting this intimacy for their own game? So it's a it's a trifecta of fear, anger, and sadness around intimacy and wanting to create intimacy and not being able to do that. And also being in situations when the intimacy is destroyed between people. So Sky Blue, are you, is it a pain, especially with, you know, you know, there's intimacy everywhere or the possibility of it. So you're talking about between parent and children between a man and a woman, you know, a, a, a romantic, loving relationship between friends, between a team. 
which pain is it really? Between the people who happen to be in front of each other. Okay, but there's a there's a specific there's a specific image that you have of you know is it because intimacy is just just so wide and large there's a specific pain it's like i i feel like this bouncing around of different situations there's this there are my parents there is me and my partner there is uh friends in a cafe so it's like it's this it is broad and uh, like as far as like different situations it's a pain of it being not okay to just open up into intimacy it's a pain of um there being some sort of limitations or restrictions or construct or social predeterminations of how intimacy is supposed to be shared of how you're supposed to approach it and open up to it and sort of take these steps as opposed to i'm here there's a person in front of me and like here we are hello so the pain has to do with all these perceived obstacles um so, of not being able to do that yeah i mean that that's what i'm hearing is this pain of the construct the concepts the have tos the shoulds the tradition that is a pressure on intimacy Yes, it's as if it's something that like it's somewhere over there and we have to get to it somehow, some way after overcoming all of these obstacles. I mean, that would be really, you know, that could be a way, a door to a specialty of uh, being a, a construct um, a destructor, like a construct, how do you... Um, like a, it's not really dis, uh, destroying them. It's like to just take them apart, a construct, mm. disarm, disarming construct. You know, but there's so many domains because one thing that I heard, I was, I thought about first was, okay, is really your pain is is this this fear of intimacy? And then when you got more clear, it didn't seem that it was really about this fear of intimacy. It was more about this pressure that is being put. Yeah. Yeah, I think fear comes from this, from those constructs, from the expectations. Like you don't just say, hey, I like you. You have to build up to that. And there's fear around like, oh, what if I say this? And then the other person is like, whoa. And so fear perhaps of being judged or perceived as a as a as an attacker or perpetrator so maybe also transparency not only intimacy radical honesty yeah sophia you're you're having you said there's something yeah 
I, I wanted to add to what you, you said, Chloe, that it, it does not seem to me that you, have, that you have a fear of being with another person or creating intimacy because it automatically happens with you in a space, for me. So it's, yeah, I, I, I'd like to, I wanted to emphasize that. That it's, it could be really more about these obstacles or these um, forms of how. Where I'll, say, I'll say it in the main group, but where I want to go next with you is, um, and just I'm saying it so you can start thinking about it, but it's what are the, the resistance that you've put, nice Scarbu, because you're the client right now, into holding space for that specialty? What are the, the blocks to caring for that specialty because it is your pain? So we'll have another chance to go mm. into that. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. okay. Yeah, people are coming. Okay. I gotta go. Thank you, Israel. Bye, team. Have fun. Thank you. Uh, Bye, Israel. Thank you, Lisa and Jorge. Gabriel, I, um, Moreira, are you going also or are you staying here with us? I will stay here. Great. Okay. Any any sharings or comments about, about this? Yes, I still want to celebrate Gabriela for what she was just, because we did not have the time anymore in the end. Um, just want to um, acknowledge your your way and your past for the, your facing your fear, going to open up these wounds. Yeah. Thank you. What came up for me was a pain around not being able to stop and and receive love and actually a lot of emotion came up and is there anybody in this room that would be willing to hold space for an ehp about this in the next week thank you Devin. great no i just want to say because it also came up in the group um with jorge this question about this pain is not uh, this immediate pain right now. It's not about this, the struggle that you're facing in right now of this is my next step of evolution, you know, and this is what you're asking for to, to take your next step of healing and evolution. The pain that I'm talking about is, is this question of what shocked you? What, what was unexpected? What, um, what did you see and you did not understand that it could be like that in the world? It is, it's a really this deeper pain that happens even being one, two, three years old. It can be really early and or, and or later. And, it, and it's, for me, I can, I can feel it's this, this un, um, in French it would be incompréhension, like this, I cannot understand, I cannot understand why is the world like this? And, and, and having all this fear about it and anger about it and sadness about it. And, and then be basically 
my life quest or my life journey or part of it is to is to answer this is to be it and to heal it or to transform it or to offer something else in 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 exchange so just to make it clear yeah thank you thank you thank you and um i you know i'm glad we're opening this conversation i think it's a lifelong kind type conversation and um and you can have these conversation with your clients really have these conversation about what is this deep this deep pain in you because this is precious you know the this deep pain in you, that kind of pain is not meant to be healed. This is not meant to be healed. It is meant to um, be a, a, for me, I don't know, a source of fire, like a source of life, a source of questioning, a source of movement. And, and just also, I, I haven't thought about it, but as a space holder for me to distinguish, okay, what is this emotional pain that is right now that he used as a stepping stone for an emotional healing process and an evolution? And what is this bigger, deep, deeper pain that is to be used as a quest? And so just to also distinguish that in your, in your clients. And yeah, Any, anything else? Okay. I'm still unclear on the deeper pain, the, the incomprehension that this existed in creation and the quest as, as I just heard, it was described as two different things, two different sources. Well, I, maybe not, maybe not. that's, I think that's where, where I'm, I'm I'm doing. I'm researching. I'm discovering this. I thought we would go into fantasy world, and here we are talking about pain. <laughs> what happens? I can't control that. Um, no, maybe not. Maybe it's this really the way um, other people have described this quest. This quest is this question that sits as a brick in your belly, and it's and it just it just there, and it's heavy, and it's uncomfortable, and and it's how can this be and how can and can can there be anything different from this i don't know some kind of questions like this what you know what else is possible well how can i how can i live you know i don't know there's some quest i you know i've had moments of quest like that of how can i be in a world that is collapsing? Like, how can I live with a capital L? How can I live in a world that is collapsing? And, and the question was, well, a form of an answer is not who I am. I can, I, the way I am right now, I cannot live in a world that is collapsing. And so then my question became, okay, well, who do I need to become to create, to have this? Who do I need to become? And, and this, you know, the, the point is not to get an answer. Oh, I'll become this and then 
I can live. It's more, then it takes me on this journey of becoming the person. And I probably barely notice when I actually get there because I already have another question by the time I get there. I already have another brick in my belly. But this, this question of who do I need to become? And that maybe we take this question into the next um, round. I just noticed going, just traveling into the different groups that some people had a clear, clear image of their pain or whatever. They had already done this research and some of you did not. And we're just opening this door to this research. And that's whatever, we are where we are. But to some degree, I think we're all numbing our pain or like making a pain less by some kind of fear of creating the, the spe our specialty with some kind of resistance to hold space and take a stand and create the value of our specialty, there's this numbing of the pain or there's these blocks. So I would like to go into that of what, how are you, how are you blocking your pain? What's in a way of you taking a stand for this specialty, for the value that your pain bring in the world? And um, there might be some emotional healing process that you will find in the way. Um, but for example, with Devin, I, we noticed that Devin, can I share that from the group? Yes, go ahead. Um, Devin was afraid of having conversation with people who give their center away to the medical profession. Okay, so for example, I propose that in the next, whatever, we'll have seven minutes, six, seven minutes, Devin, you practice, there's somebody being this kind of person who give their center away to the medical profession, you're having a conversation with them and then there's a coach. And so if you already know the kind of practice you wanna, you wanna do, you, you already know the practice like Devin, just set it up, okay? Having this kind of conversation. Um, and if you need to already just start researching about what's blocking you, then that's where you are. And you just, are in this, um, just research it. Does that make sense? There's different kind of practices. Okay, great. So I now will split us up in the same, um, in the same group. Um, Sorry, there's been like a delay. I'm gonna send you out. Okay. Yeah. I think Gabriella is frozen. Oh, you're back. Oh, no. Can we start with you then? Yes, so I, I didn't understand uh, the exercise the first time, so I will have to uh, continue to do more I research. Okay. Hello, Gabriella. Well, then just use this, this opportunity to go there. Yeah. The things that shock me are why my why my parents were 
I, I actually got 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 married, and and some kind of uh, blindness to to the body, to to what their bodies were telling them about about each other. Um, so Dawei, I just want to say, so if this is really a big, you know, one of these pains, like one of these deeper pains, then that means you're looking around in the world and you're and you're just seeing all these couples or married people. Yeah, yeah the, the, the pain is really about about men who don't know how to uh, express feelings and how and how they just uh, uh, create destruction and 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 violence in in their relationships by not being able to be. Uh, connected and and there's a pain around um, yeah just everyone having having their knives out with each other. Do you remember Dawei the first time you saw the knives out and it was this shock? No, but as as you ask me that, some some other memory comes up, which was um, in first grade we were allowed to pick somebody to, it was like, I got to pick somebody to do a special task. Yeah. And I picked this really, uh, this girl who never got picked uh, because nobody liked her. And uh, when I picked her, it was out of love for her. And then the entire class laughed at me uh, for for picking her. And I, and I remember being, um, yeah, I remember being shocked that they, that they couldn't see that I was doing it out of love. Yeah, that would really be knives out. I mean, each one of those laughs were a knife. Yeah. Yeah. You can yeah, just, I, yeah. I, think, I think this is becoming clearer to me. One of the other things I shared with Gabriela in the first round is uh, a few times now, people in my community have wanted to kick somebody out because they think that their behavior is not right, or they're not—they're not conscious enough, or they don't have the emotional skills. And then, and then every time when we actually get into the room to have a group discussion, uh, sometimes I go in thinking that I also want to ask them to leave. But then once we're actually in the room, then I just see—then um, I can see past it, and I just see the love for them. And I see how the most beautiful thing that we can do is to, is to keep them there. And, and I'm a little surprised that this is coming up because often I'm often I carry the flag of wanting to exclude people. Uh, but then when it really comes down to it, I, 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 I feel the love of inclusion. I mean, in in terms of what kind of specialty could come out of this, mm, any, you know, what would be, you know, if this is really this pain inside of you, there would be this wish of creating something else, creating something different, and not just for you as a as an offer for the world. <sighs> Right now, the only thing in my mind is is creating uh, 
communities where people are accepted. But I, I, I want to look more. So Dawit, just in terms of having whatever worked with communities and, and stuff like that, there's this, when you say, you know, people are accepted is you're thinking that they're only one part in there, but people have really so many parts in them. There's like a whole full ecology of peoples in one human body. Yes. You have all sorts of psychological part and emotional parts and child parts and parent parts and grumman parts and and I just have this kind of alarm of accepting, you know, which part are you accepting? Which part are, you know, are you accepting the gremlin that will take apart and tear apart your community? Are you accepting the child that would manipulate every person to give them what they want, you know, disregarding the value, the true value of this community. And, and, and that's a, just this word acceptance is a very slippery slope without that kind of clarity. It's really, yes. Yeah. So, you know, so I think there's some refinement about what you mean by acceptance. So, yeah, it's okay. So it's not acceptance, but it's not um, a community where we're not where people aren't triggered by by say the gremlin or 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 by whatever manipulation. So that then there's not this um, reaction to, to to kick out or 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 exclude or or bring the knives out and and to only see that part. So mm. yeah, I, I I do need to refine it. It's some kind of um, um, well, ability to see the being, uh, ability, ability to see the being and, and to not uh, laser in on and, and to only see the person as their gremlin. Okay, well, so just as a hint for you in terms of this specialty and you're already, you know, you're already on your way I mean, you already start whatever you've started. It's obvious that your pain already led you to start this quest really a big hint that I've learned is about what is the context of your community and what are the rules, you know, the distinction applied and what are the rules of engagement? And if you don't have that, it will be a feeding free, you know, feeding frenzy, like a feeding feast for gremlin and child and parent and demon. And so anyway, my, it's like, that's where I would have wanted to go this time around. It's what, how are you stopping your pain to gain clarity about this? So we, because there's uh, Israel left, I would propose to actually use the second round for you and for this question. Is that okay, Gabriela? For you? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so that would be this question. What, how are you stopping this pain to become bigger so that the clarity becomes bigger? You're saying if I felt the pain more, I would have more clarity. So yes. what am I doing to numb? Um, what am I doing to numb the pain? Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Isolate. I, 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 I isolate myself. Yeah. I, I, I stay in this room all day and I don't interact with my community and I don't, and I don't allow myself to feel anything. So be because 
because because to interact with people i have to be i kind of have to be stepped outside of myself i kind of have to be um you know have my attention out on other people and and often it's easier to just get into this cycle of my own emotions and and it's it's some it's some gremlin feeding just on on my own emotions you know the the gremlin washing machine why is that so attractive that way why would that be more attractive than being with your people Yeah, it is a fantasy world thing. When I'm when I'm actually out with my people, I'm, I'm actually doing something, and then and then there's not the ability to engage in fantasy about the other things I I would be doing. And I'm asking, you know, this is big stuff. This is big stuff that you're you're willing. You okay? You you've let your you're okay letting your gremlin take over your life so that you do not feel your true pain and do not move on your quest. You're, you're willing to just let your gremlin um, numb yourself or whatever, just take over your life. So I'm, I'm not asking for an analysis. I'm asking what's really going on that what are you getting out of it? What is your, I mean, what's your gremlin getting out of, out of taking over your life? I, I get to fulfill some belief that I can't do it. That I, that I'm lazy, that I, um, that I don't really have any skills or, or, or talent or whatever. And yeah, that everything I've done in my life is just, uh, um, like a con artist or, 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 or make believe. Okay. I can already tell you that this belief doesn't come from you. Where does it come from? Who had that belief? I can't do it. I'm lazy. I have no skills. I have no talent. I'm just a con artist. It's very clear. You just swallow down a feeling. Sadness. Yeah. I feel sad because. I feel sad because. I there's no words right now, but uh, something 
something from from childhood um No, just just pause for a second. You can open your eyes if you want. Just from the few times you were in the possibility team, what I get is that you haven't really learned how to feel yet. You haven't learned how to let your heart speak. Because most of the time when I ask you, what are you feeling? You can say which feeling it is. And it seems accurate to me. But, but you say, but there's no words. Your heart has words. Your adult heart has words. And somehow you, 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 not, you haven't learned yet how to let your heart speak. And without that, it would be really difficult to go through any emotional healing process. It would just be thoughts. So I, I would really encourage you, you know, you're doing this work, you're on this path. It is really something that I, I have known to be really difficult for men to learn how to feel and to let their heart speak. It's, there's so many rules to break. You just have to break so many rules that have been installed in the patriarchy. And if you can get a team, you know, Devin went through that and he, and he, and he's there, he can let his heart speak. And I, you know, I could give you another few men's name, but to have a free cell where you get support, like over its practice over and over again, just learning how to navigate your heart. And then all this, these emotional healing processes and this research about, okay, you know, why am I letting my grandma take over my life? What's the benefit? Where am I getting this belief? It will come, the door will slam open with the feelings. But without the feelings, you can't get access to it. It's all analyzing and thinking. So that would be really my proposal for you. Thank you. Okay. Okay, thank you. And we're shifting to the third. Are you okay, Dawei Fi? I'm gonna jump in other groups. Can you yes. be with Gabriella for this process? Yes. Great, thank you. Well then, I'll, I'll let her in when she comes back, okay? when I think about how do I how do I block my pain around this about not enough it's never enough and it's too much numb that's it. That's the pain. The pain is the, the, of course, I just want to say this pain of your, was it, was it you're too much or you're not enough or people are too much or not enough. Is that the pain that you distill? 
the pain is that there's that never enough to be a human. It's never enough. It's never enough simply to to exist in creation. There must be something produced. There must be something beyond arriving and thriving as a human that's mm -hmm. here. Okay. And it's not and it's not enough because feelings aren't okay. So there's this block. There's a bot. <laughs> there's a cage, and and I see it everywhere in everything, in all people and how they exist, how they move. And, and the way that they break out is through cars, objects, drugs, alcohol. It's, it's, so it's always. What I'm hearing is that then your specialty would be to create the possibility or the space for people to be to learn how to be that people have not learned that we have not been educated about what is it like to be and and from my you know experience and just as a an extra map that i've discovered Aquarius, about this is that there actually is so much creation power that emerges out of being but it's completely different from doing or owning, or having, whatever. But there, mm, I think there is, I'm afraid because I think there's a fantasy world that being is this doing nothing and floating in bliss or, and whatever. So just, so that, would that, is that your specialty? This training people for, for how to be? It, it, that was the word that came up in the last round. Devin brought that word forth and that okay. landed. And what I spoke to my specialty is in my work with humans, guiding them to be in relation with our relations. So being in relation with air, what are we experiencing? How is it? What is it? What is it with us? Okay. Uh, of course, I don't need to, because I think these guys have heard it. I've heard it before. So really this question about how and and why so how and why you how would you be blocking this specialty to come to life you know i'm talking about building teams building building videos building articles building visibility building you know writing a book there's so many dimensions to bring that specialty to life One one thing that uh, also you had brought up the word the incomprehension that and Chloe had said that you weren't that you weren't quite feeling and I noticed I don't I also don't quite feel that from you an incomprehension in terms of being outraged about about the way about the way things are in terms of people not being connected to this and I think it's there it's just. Uh, the coaching would be something like playing with talking about it or working with it in a way where you really feel how pissed off you are that that we aren't already trained to do this something along those lines i mean what i'm getting is that one of the way that you could be numbing yourself to this is to rationalize it to understand it to understand why people would do it and that would, like Devin said, it would just kill this 
this, the true rage that's under it. Because who cares if you understand? It doesn't, you know, the understanding part actually doesn't create the specialty. It would create the numbing. Yes, I, I uh, numbing, 100%. And that's the first thing I came out of my mouth, numb. Yeah, but how? There's so many ways to numb. So that's the question. How are you numbing yourself? What's the technology? Feels like frozen. If I show anything, it's, it, it's not okay. If I show anything, it's not enough and it's too much. Okay. If I show anything. Frozen is a feeling. Which feeling yes. is it? Scared. Yes. About? Being seen is not enough. Being seen. Scared about being seen. Look, Aquarius, I think there's some kind of confusion in your pain is that it seems to me more of a per like a, an, a personal pain, like an emotional pain that somehow you were not enough or you were too much. But somehow this emotion, this personal, I am not enough is very different from like Devin example of I have pen because there's, there's a confusion. There's a lack of clarity. There's a, there's a manipulation about brain drugs. Can you feel the difference between that? So yeah. that would really be, who knows, maybe this is also your specialty but it would require some emotional, personal emotional healing process, I think as steps. Which is what you brought up that with this, yes, I hear that and I thought that coming in, there's EHP, yeah. There's something else and I, I don't actually know if this will land, but I wanted to bring it up anyway is some of the things that you're saying and talking about, uh, like if someone talks about feelings, it's, we all know about feelings, but if you bring up a word like magic, which is a realm that I sense you in, that you're met with, you're crazy in the world. That's kind of what you would be met with. And to rationalize or to not feel about what you're talking about might be a, a solution to not face that, that kind of vicious attack. And I just wanted to say that because it was a thought that came up. Go ahead. I got it. Did you, did, have you ever been, have you ever done sort of impossibility management, some past life process about being a witch, about being a sorceress, about being a healer? That has not come through. I have not done that. Okay. Well, it seems like that's what's coming up next. That's probably what would be coming up. EHP on that. Yes, really big fear about being a witch. You know, really using these words, being a sorceress, being, you know, being a healer. And then to start facing into this fear, and I will open this door to a many old decisions that you would have made about that. Yeah. Thank you. Great, we have just a few more minutes. It seems like there was a number of emotional healing processes that were coming into the field. 
Um, who would like to have a space to ask for EHP here? Who would like to ask for one? And just go ahead. Yeah, I would like to ask for a space uh, for healing on my uh, my being adaptive, adapting this, my survival strategy of being adaptive. Is anybody able to hold space? Sky Blue and Gabriela. And, and, and that way. And yeah. that way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'd like to uh, I ask for a support in a healing process, opening up the my past lives of being a sorceress, being a healer, being a witch. Thank you, Ingrid. Ingrid. Aquarius, it just really, you didn't ask the question. You didn't say who would hold space, you know, who will hold space for me? And so therefore, if we answer, we're rescuing you because you didn't ask us. Who will hold space for me in an emotional healing process of I am a sorceress, I am a healer, I am a witch in a past life? Great. Thank you. Thank you. There's a sentence coming or came up inside our talk that I'm not good enough. And I would like to ask uh, who would like to hold space for me for this? Great. Aquarius, thank you. And Jorge, yeah. Lisbeth, yeah. Have you, you did a rage club with Naomi, correct? I think you said yeah. that. Yeah. This is, it will be about some kind of rage and some kind of, there will be some, some part of the process will be about probably making a boundary. You know, if you can imagine a child, when we're born, we don't have all these sentences in us. I'm not enough. I can't do it. I'm lazy. I'm, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I suck, you know, whatever. We, we're not born with, with those mostly you know, except if they come from past life. So these kind of beliefs, they come from outside of us. They're from outside of us. But to survive, we, we take them in and make them our own. We think this is how it is. I am not good enough. It is true. I have no skills. You know, I am like this. And then when we leave the environment that was having these beliefs, for example, a parent or school, we, we leave with these beliefs with us, even if they're not our own. So that would be to make this boundary with saying, you know, you, you took on the belief from somebody else and you can give it back and just mm. give it back. It's not yours. Yeah. So that would be part of the process. Thank you. I have an emotional healing process around taking taking my center back from you know, the, the medical profession and setting whatever boundary, who would hold that process for me? Dawe, Gabriella, Ingrid. Okay, thank you. Yeah, this is huge stuff. I, Devin, if that's okay, it would be great if you would be okay recording it and then deciding, you know, what you do afterwards, but it might just be a, a great recording for other people to have access to. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Thank you. 
can somebody hold space for me for the topic of um of my fear and my experience that i don't have a that i don't have a place on world and that my values are not welcome in the world Devin and Gabriela, thank you. You're welcome. Great. Anybody else? Okay, any just last words, any sharings from the second round? Anything that you discovered that, yeah, the team could make use of just to know you better or just, yeah. I, I want to share that I found a little bit more about my resistance that I had to go in, into this path and was connected with uh, that is so big. It feels that it's something that is so big that I can only go so much at a time. And that uh, this is like my steps going, taking towards uh, like exploring that. And uh, it's okay uh, to be where, where I'm at. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jorge. Thank you, Jorge. Jorge, in terms of in this path, you might want to read the website, uh, your quest that I've sent around, and your path. And that's the two I'm thinking. And maybe, no, I think those are the two I'm thinking of, just as to build matrix for this. Great. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, no. um, not only today, but before already that in order to also just try and just uh, build up my belief in myself, it is to offer things that the expectation is not so high of myself. So what I want to do is to offer to people um, to hold space for them only with competition loops and only with listening to them. So that's something that I feel very much ready to do. And yeah. Lisbeth, yeah, thank you. Lisbeth, I would encourage you to read this part called um, Confidence is a False Something. You can look it up in the in the Spark uh, website and you can type in the, the word uh, confidence and it will, it will show up. It's a, it's a false something, but it's a deception. And there's this idea that we need to have confidence. I need to have confidence or you need to have confidence to deliver something. And the discovery is that what you think confidence brings you, actually your fear is the resource for that. And the confidence will put you in a fantasy world about who you are, who they are, what you can do, you know, and it's a and you out you out because of the gap with reality, it it creates so much. Um, I think it actually creates some kind of unconscious fear, this anxiety, because you put yourself on a pedestal where you're not in contact with reality. Okay, how to be in contact with reality is through fear or is through feeling, and the fear actually has access to the resource that we think confidence has. So it might also really be working with your fear. You know, I can, I scan you and you have huge amounts of fear, Elizabeth. 
most of it is unconscious. Okay, as the more you can make it conscious, the more you'll have actually access to the resource of fear. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's fear clubs coming up because where I'm delivering this fear club space holder training. And it's um, fun, yeah. yeah, you can look them up. Yeah. Great. It's 208. Sorry. Yeah, the, spark, the spark is 208. Thank you. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you. Okay, this is it for this week. Thank you for this ongoing practice space. We're meeting next Friday, same time. And then, yeah, other, I posted the schedule. So, okay. Thank you. I'm staying in the room. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have Thank a you. with Sophia. So, saying goodbye to all of you. Okay. Bye Thank bye. you.